You're listening to a podcast from Victory Alabang as we step out in faith to give. God opens our eyes to His faithfulness in our lives. Learn more in this message by Pastor Ryan Gidor. Good afternoon. We are right now in the third installment of our series, Cross Training. Third installment. About two weeks ago, we did talk about prayer and the Word. How many of you here you appreciate that indeed uh, the message that was uh, really uh, preached about two weeks ago really changed uh, uh, your life? Okay, not probably totally, but I know it has an involvement in your life. Cross-training in sports and fitness, okay, refers to combined exercises of work on various parts of your body. And this holds true to how we go about our daily spiritual regimen. And how many of you here are involved uh, in your daily routines of uh, losing weight? Anybody here who has tried your best of losing weight? How many? Good, thank you very much. Thank you for being honest. Okay, uh, try harder. Um, and the reason why I'm, 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 I'm really uh, also can relate with you because I've tried my best and I did give up, okay? I'm just human, okay? I've tried losing weight, but I know that the temptation of devouring whatever is in front of you is just something that I can't run away from. And thus, okay, in the same manner, cross-training is a daily, uh, daily regimen that we would want uh, to develop in order for us to grow healthy and strong. This topic will show us that spiritual disciplines are essential, things that we do. Like every morning you wake up, you start your day with prayer. You start opening your Bible. And part of our topic today is uh, really a byproduct that if you are connected with God and you do interface with God's Word that you can't help but give, but be a blessing. In this church, okay, we're not requiring people to give. Okay? Because giving is not something that you do. It is the byproduct of your connection with God. The reason why you give, because we have collided with a generous God. How many of you here honestly can admit okay, that for the past six months, it wasn't a perfect year, but God has been so faithful? In Tagalog, what is faithfulness? Matapat, in our own dialect, matutom. Do you understand? And in that manner, I realize that God has been so faithful. Though I am faithless, God has been so good. Amen. And thus, a lot of us here, Okay, at times we don't realize how good God is. And a lot of us here, okay, we uh, overlook the goodness of God. And this is what we want to do this evening. We want to put an emphasis on the benefits of spiritual disciplines. That all of us, we want to finish strong in our walk with God. And for the past few weeks, okay, I hope that you have an encounter with our past uh, two uh, topics that we have. Because your understanding of that topic has a lot to do with your what? Your life or lifestyle of generosity. Because at the end of the day, everything that we do has a lot to do with our understanding of God. And the more that you get to know God, the more you do things that are surprising. Some of you here at times, you have promised yourself that you would never be uh, that passionate in your walk with God. You just would want to become steady, that you just want to attend a church and probably not raise your hand after a year of your encounter with God. You find yourself raising your hand. Amen? You understand? Some of you here, okay, first time in victory, you just want to move to the left and to the right because you are embarrassed of raising your hand. Do you understand? Okay, some of you here, you just want to worship God in a, in a, in a simple manner, known as carry the TV. You know the carry the TV worship? <laughs> carry the TV, okay? And, 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 and I, I, I don't know why. Some women would what? Would, would do the panata makabay, and you, okay? With a simple heartburn, amen? And, 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 and that's... That's how you, 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 you worship God, and it has evolved. And now you're worshiping God like what? Like, like Manny Pacquiao, or Rocky Ford, or village people. Do you understand? And some of you can relate with me of uh, who the village people are. 
And, and some of you here, you just can't help but really give God a glory. You, you know this kind of worship? You call it Mufasa, okay? The circle of life, do you understand? The circle of life. And, and, and because of that, okay, you have evolved in your relationship with God and you have grown in your walk with God. Thus, I do expect that all of us should what? Move from where we are to where God wants us to be. And the more you get to know God, the more you what? You, 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 you see things happening in your life. There are things that we don't want to do, but we end up doing because of our collision with God. Amen. And that is why I'm very, very excited to talk about this message. Because at the end of the series, we want all of you okay, to embrace spiritual disciplines. This is not something for my benefit. It is for your own benefit. We want you to be strong. We want you to be healthy in your walk with God. That we, what? we grow in what? In godly living. And we want to train ourselves for godly living. And part of godly living is seen in when uh, people of God are generous in every way. So if you're telling me right now that you know the Bible, you know prayer, you know a lot of these spiritual disciplines, how about your what? Your heart of generosity. Because it is impossible for you not to be generous when you have a collision with God's Word. When you have a collision with God. Impossibly po. How many of you here, honestly, there are areas in your life that you don't want to spend so much money on? But there are areas in your life that you want to spend so much money on. For example, makeup. You understand? Every time I ask my wife, why do you have to buy another pair of shoes? Women. Because uh, ano uh, yung binili ko pink. Anyway, yan, light pink. Do you understand? I just... <laughs> why? Light pink, light pink, light pink, dark pink. Ah, ito naman purple. Do you understand? I just can't understand that. Because that's, that, that is where you have collided with, with, with yourself. That I do understand I need to have a pair of shoes. Thus, I want to invest. But when it comes to certain things, you don't spend so much money. And there are things that we spend so much money on. Why? Because we do understand that this is worth giving money on. Same thing. The reason why you can't give to people, the reason why you're not generous, because there is something that you have missed in your understanding of God. Once you tap into that, you'll give away. Once you tap into that, you become generous. I always advise and warn people Every time I would talk uh, about generosity, because this is not just a fundraising program. I'm not here to convince you to give money. I'm just unlocking God's word. And if you don't want to give to this church or somebody, I mean, be my guest. You are still will be my friend. If you want to bless other churches or other people, feel free to do so. This is not a what? A fundraising campaign. I don't have an ulterior motive to what? To convince you to give to this ministry. Because at the end of the day, it is not just about giving to the church. It's about your lifestyle of generosity that we would want you not to wait for opportunities, but you will what? wait and run after opportunities. I do pray that after we're done with this series, is that every single day you see to it that more than just waiting for God's blessing, that we will ask that, Lord, I know I'm blessed. But more than being blessed, sana maging blessing din kayo. The people around us will tell us, Jan sa victory. Most of their members are really blessed. Amen? How many of you here have, have experienced or you've heard, okay? People give comments that people from Victory are, are from the upper bracket, are very, very rich. And I, and I look at them and I told them, in Jesus' name. Amen? Because that's not really true. Prophesy, prophesy. Come on now. We want our members to be very, very, very rich. Amen? Because when you're rich, you can give blessing. Amen? But if you're not a blessing today, I don't think you'll be a blessing tomorrow. Even God will promote you to the degree where you, you're, you're, you're blessed with financial blessings. 
But before I dive into this message, I want to park this, 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 this topic because I want to uh, tell you about a friend of mine. This long-lost friend of mine that we grew up uh, in high school uh, was uh, really somebody that the Lord has blessed with so much money. He's a close friend of mine, and his name is Bill Gates. Um, I'm just kidding. Okay? Uh, uh, and, and for the past seven uh, years, okay, uh, I've been trying to keep track of the life of Bill Gates, not up until this year, okay, that he became the Forbes list of richest men in the world. Yet, okay, this year, okay, he has really uh, brought his uh, financial standing in the society to about $72.7 billion. You know how much mo- money is that? $72.7 billion? That at 6% rate, okay, this guy is earning 114 US dollars, 114 and 17 cents every second of the day. Second. Smile. There you go again, 114. Smile again, 114. You smile twice, 228. You smile thrice, I can't count. Okay? And, and, and then because of that, 114. Every second of the day. Bill Gates is 57 years old today, and the next 30 years or 33 years, okay, he will what? He will uh, 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 really earn so much money, and if in case there is so much recession and, and the economy is not doing well, in fact, okay, if the economy come crashing down, he will still have to spend $60 million a day. That's how much in pesos? 240, right? I mean, how can you, by, by just looking at it, I, I got angry with this guy. This is too much. Six million dollars a day. Anong gagawin mo? Bibili ka ng mister? Do you understand? I mean, what will you buy? Planes? Cars? I mean, you can't, I mean, I just can't even stand of how much I can spend. And I want to try, but I cannot. I will try, but I cannot. Come on now. How many of you here, okay, you want to try, but you don't know where to spend your money on? In fact, okay, if he drops a thousand dollars, he won't even bother to pick it up because in four seconds it takes, okay, to pick up, he would have already earned it back. Do you understand? Okay? In fact, if Bill Gates were a country, okay, he would be the 37th richest country in the whole wide world. Man, this guy is really too much to take. Thus, okay, not only he is a billionaire. In fact, Bill Gates, if given a chance, can buy the whole of Boston because of what he has. He can buy countries. And think about this. He's my best friend. I'm just kidding. I want to make that up, okay? Not only he's the wealthiest man, and not only he's generous, his generosity, okay, can surpass all that we will make in our lifetime. We gather our money. We gather your money. I don't think it can surpass with what he has. But if you put in my money, still the same, okay? We can surpass with uh, what he has. And make a long story short, okay? He is indeed rich, and it is mind-boggling to really go through his assets and how he can possibly spend his money. But remember this, with all his money, compared to God, he is a pauper. He is a beggar. Because God owns him and everything that he has. 
God is wealthy than Bill Gates. And he is my father. Can we give you the glory for that? This is one thing I realize. If he is my father in Christ, every day is happy Father's Day. There's no such thing as a seasonal God where God is so good. I was, I was good with my kids compared to any other day this morning because I received six, what, uh, uh, gifts from my kids. I've got four kids. I don't know what happened, why it came to be six. But I love the gifts, okay? So uh, that's not my concern. My point for saying that is I, I, I was a bit emotional this morning. But with God every day, when you come to Him, He's delighted. In fact, every morning as you wake up, and God sees your face. He is delighted with your presence. I mean, some of you are not convinced. When you face that mirror every morning, probably some of you are thinking twice. I mean, some of you are Some of you are not convinced, but I'm telling you right now, God is so in love with you. And that is the reason why Bill Gates is the wealthiest man and the most generous, but I'm telling you, compared to the generosity of God, God is so generous to you. You know that the devil's objective is to kill you, and here you are breathing and smiling because God has protected you for the past 30 years. Some of you are thinking, Lord, I, I just hate my life. You just don't have any, any idea. You should be lying in ICU, but God spared you. Because God is so good. He wants you to know that while you are alive, it is important that you witness His goodness and His faithfulness. Because God is indeed faithful. Amen. There are days that you blame God for the life that you have, but God stood, okay, still and opted to respond properly because He knows that you're just having a bad day. He kept His promise to be a faithful father. And thus, this, this series is life-changing for me. Then in Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, it's written right here, all things were what? Were created through Him and for Him. Everything that you see, everything that you touch, the person beside you is owned by God. The chair that you're sitting on is owned by God. The church that we have, this is God. The reason why I'm a pastor of victory, because pastors here, they, they're not perfect, but they honor God. I've been, I've been with victory for about 20 years. I see our pastors honoring God. Because we know that everything that we have is from God. All that you have, all we are, has been given to us by a creator. All you enjoy about life has been given to you by God. In fact, you can sense the beauty and the character of God with the things that you see. How many of you here, you love to eat? You love to eat. Anybody here? Some of you are lying. Come on now. Okay? The truth will set you free. Come on, just admit it. I love to eat, Pastor. Anybody at the back, you love to eat? Okay, wow, I love eating. I'm telling you right now. I turn into a different man when I eat. Do you understand? I love to eat. How many of you here are thankful that, okay, there is such thing as food, and I realize that God did not just give us a pig, okay? Okay? Living on its own filth. How many of you here, when you see a pig like this, I mean, you're, you're, you're beginning to have an appetite on a food. Nobody will do that. And we hate this, this, this image, but we know this image is translated in this kind of image. Do you understand? God did not stay with just a pig. He blessed us with a taste. And God was generous. In that alone, I'm telling you right now, there is something miraculous about putting this pig inside an oven. Do you understand? It becomes life-changing. Come on. It becomes glorious. 
all demons flee. Do you understand? When you eat, it is a cure to depression. Come on now. How many of you here, you've been depressed? And a back ribs can change your what? Your perspective of life. Come on now. Nagbabago ang buhay natin. Diba? Kaya wala kayong pera, pag kumain kayo ng back ribs, nagbabago ang buhay. Sino nagsabing madumi ang baboy? Walang madumi sa mata ng Panginoon. How many of you are thankful that God created taste? How many of you here, I'm telling you right now, you just love to eat? Taste is so good. Do you understand? How many of you, you love to eat? And it's biblical. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Come on now. So I'm telling you right now, my prayer life is before my meal and during my meal. I still thank the Lord for the taste that goes with it. Because at the end of the day, I know it was God who created taste. That He did not only provide a pig, but a taste that is life-changing. So I hope this evening that by just the things that we see, we can appreciate God for what He has provided. But some of us, we have this mentality that every time we want, we gaze upon the generosity of God for His people, we can't respond with what? With generosity. Because most of the time, your question is, what's in it for me mentality? What can I take from this? To make a story short, I mean, some of us, we only, we miss God because we're, we're more concerned of what we can take and what we can take in return every time we give uh, ourselves into the uh, service of the Lord. That's the mentality that we have. Some of us, we miss God because we are more consumed of what we don't have than what we have. My hope is that if we can just really pause for a while and conclude that after what has been said and done, that we will leave this place more focused on what God has given us. But we miss God when we are consumed with what? With the things that we don't have. Lord, wala pa akong sasakyan. Lord, wala pa akong mister. I hope that you're, you, you do understand that as a human being, you're selfish. And thus, some of us are just so consumed with, with what we can take, what we can receive. Lord, I'm living this life and you, you are entitled to provide for me. God has already provided more than what He, he, he has given. Okay? And, and, and the promise of sending His Son to die for your sins. That alone is already a testament of God's faithfulness. But here we are. We're more consumed of the things that we don't have. Thus, we miss God. We're like this seagulls in, in the movie Finding Nemo. Mine, mine, mine. Have you watched that movie? Mine, mine, mine. And, and, and you come to church and you, you, you think you're generous, but in your heart you know that you're so consumed with your hopes and dreams. So as we focus in the generosity of God, we realize that it is the generosity of God that empowers us to give and be a blessing. So my question with you right now, have you given it a thought that someday, given a chance, you want to be generous. You want to give. You want to be a blessing. Do you understand? You want, you want to provide for people. You want to go out of your way and, and just be uh, hilariously and radically generous. Yes, because that's the gospel. God went out of His way, provided a ransom for each and every one of us. Thus, you can sit with freedom because God has been so good to you. And thus, I want to read a passage in the Bible, in the book of Psalms, chapter 37. And I hope you have your Bibles right now. This is a comparison of, of, of David 
between the wicked and the righteous. Verses 21 to 26, okay? It's in page 466, okay? <laughs> okay, come on now. 21, the wicked borrows but does not pay back, but the righteous is generous and gives. Come on now. But those blessed by the Lord shall inherit the land, but those cursed by him shall be cut off. The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong. We're not perfect. Once in a while we fumble the promise of God, he'll take care of us. How many of you here, you just want to collide with that idea? Lord, I want to come to a place where I don't have to fear anything because I know you'll take care of me. I'm telling you right now, it can happen. It can happen. And this is what the Lord wants to tell us. I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken. You will not be forsaken by God. It is impossible for God to forsake you. Come on, amen. Hindi po tayo pababayaan ng Panginoon. Come on now. Or His children begging for bread. He is ever lending generously and His children become a blessing. Can we pray right now? Heavenly Father, thank You for this opportunity that we can just witness and gaze upon Your generosity. Lord, I pray that each and every person will be generous, not because it's a requirement, but we will be generous because You have been generous to us. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You know what? Generosity is an issue of the heart. And some of us here, we have witnessed people giving away money and we, we find them generous. In fact, you know what? I know somebody back in my city where I came from, where I used to pastor, that is the city of Bacol, that a, a, a maintenance engineer in my own term, but his uh, accurate or, or, or precise designation, he is a janitor of our church back in, the, in Bacol. And, and to make a long story short, I mean, the Lord really blessed his life that, that about a month ago, he gave four cars away to people in church. Became a millionaire. And, and I realized, I mean, that, that at the end of the day, if, if you are ready for God's blessings in prosperity, it can happen with a flick of a finger. The problem is that God is an easy blessing in your life because He knows that it will do more harm than good. Money can bring out the worst in you. And thus, it is an issue of the heart because it, re- it will reveal your what? Your character. And some of us here, okay, uh, 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 would never admit that we're greedy. I have yet to find somebody or a church member or somebody, okay, that I will counsel because for the past few years of being a pastor, I have yet to meet somebody who will come to me and approach me and tell me, Pastor, I want to confess something. I am greedy. Nobody will do that. Nobody in his right mind will come to me. Pastor, I'm greedy. In fact, you will not confess that you're greedy, but you will, but you will be an expert of finding people that are greedy. Hindi ako greedy, Pastor. Siya greedy. People are like that. Come on now. And that's, that's the problem of people that are greedy. It is always an issue of the heart. And thus, if you look at the life of David, as he has written the, this, this, this psalm, uh, he, he is a representation of, of really the goodness and the generosity of God. Remember, David is also known as the man after God's own heart. He loves God. The reason why he loves God, because he loves God. Amen? No! The reason why he loves God, and this is true for all of you, 
the reason why you love God. You want to listen to this? The reason why you love God because He first loved you. You can only respond in God's love if you have collided with His love. So David will not be a person of love when he has not witnessed the love of God. So if you're bragging about your love for God, I want you to ask yourself this question. Have you bragged about God's love for you? The reason why you love God because He first loved you, minahal po tayo ng Panginoon. And when you don't understand God's love for you, you will never love God. You can try, you can raise your hand like, like what I'm telling you. Okay? And you can, you can cry and be emotional about who God is, but it takes really a revelation for God to go out of His way and introduce Himself to you in a personal manner. And because you have experienced God's love for you, you can love God in return. And David was a man who has gone deeper in his relationship with God. Thus, when it comes to generosity, the reason why David can write this psalm from verse 21 to 26, because he has collided with what? The generosity of God in a relational manner. You can't be generous because it is required of you. The reason why you're generous is because you've sinned that in your relationship, God has been generous. Honestly, raise your hand if you know that there was a season in your life that God has been so good. Ang bait ng Panginoon. How many of you here, you can't you can help, but, but reminisce those moments or moments that you pause for a while and you keep on smiling. Why? Because you know God met you. And the generosity of David and what he's trying to explain has a lot, a lot to do with his relationship with God. Therefore, David knew his status in the heart of the Father. Ladies and gentlemen, your status is only defined based on the way you see God. When you see God as a master, you see yourself as what? A servant. You see God as your employer. You see yourself as what? Huh? That makes you an employee. If God is a father from your vantage point, you become a what? Son. Your status has... I can't focus here. Let me stay here, okay? I'm telling you, I'm kidding, kidding, kidding. And that understanding is so important. And the gospel says that because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross, He became poor for us. Amen? That's the gospel. That's the gospel. Amen? That's only half of the gospel. That's wrong. Half of the gospel, He became poor. The other half, we were made rich. That's the gospel. That is why I'm just so elated, excited that by understanding my status and my relationship with God will alter the way I treat people, the way I bless people, the way I give to people. If I am a slave, I don't think I can be generous. This is only for my own consumption. Slave ako eh, and God is my master. I need promotion. And I will have to work for it if I am an employee in order to please my what? My employer. Because he is my employer. But in Christ, I'm a son. I don't have to work for it. The reason why I'm working because I'm a product of His love. I mean, I, you should meet my kids. I don't know if you have encountered my kids. They're very, very confident. And they would knock at the door, Dad, can you buy me a brand new car? I mean, what are you talking about? 
Why would you ask me? I can, I can buy you a what? A lollipop, not a brand new car. But my kids would do that. Dad, I want a brand new car. And the reason why I, I'm like this, because this is one thing I've learned from my own biological father. Growing up, he did not teach me that there's such thing as expensive. I don't know, with my dad. And I brought that further with my children. I don't tell my children that things are expensive. I know there are a lot of things that are very, very expensive, but I don't tell them because I don't put a cap on their faith. I tell them, yes, I know it's pricey. I don't use the word expensive, but God can and he will. So I bring them back to God and tell them that it is God who will provide. Ladies and gentlemen, at the end of the day, the reason why we are generous because God has been so generous. Because of that, I can help but give away. There are times that I'm thinking twice. How many of you here can relate with me? There are moments in my life that I, I'm trying my best. Lord, look na man. Lord, not, not now. I mean, I love this, Lord. iPhone 6. Pag iPhone 4. Lord, go ahead. I'll obey you. Do you understand? Be my guest, Lord. I'll give my all. iPhone 4? But, but, but I cannot, Lord. I realize that indeed, it was my relationship with God that convinced me. And one of the things when I was enjoying my time with the Lord that shook my faith and rocked my world, when God, in a way, spoke to me in my personal time that He loves me so much and He will not give up on me. In fact, one of the messages of God that I want to share to you this afternoon is this line that I've seen the ugly parts of you. I'm staying with you. How many of the people that we know that would go out of their way witness how ugly and sinful and demonic our lives are and yet will stay with us? And I realize, Lord, you're generous. Now, Lord, I'm ready to obey. And I'm willing to do the things that you want me to do. If you summarize the gospel, the gospel is that God gave. Very simple. God gave and he stayed. God gave and he stayed. That's the gospel. Amidst all the reasons, God gave and he stayed. That's when David was writing this psalm in verse 21. He said, the wicked borrows but does not pay back, but the righteous is generous and gives because at times we see, okay, a huge comparison every single day with the wicked and the righteous. But the righteous, the Bible says, that you are generous. And this comparison has a lot to do that at times, yes, I'm generous, God, but how come I cannot negate the fact that you're prospering the wicked? How many of you here? Can and will agree with me that our wicked people are being prospered by God. How is that, Lord? And how many of you here, you have a similar question? That I'm coming to church, I'm giving to my tithe, I'm a blessing, Lord. Once in a while I preach, okay? Or once in a while I do a Bible study or victory group. How come the wicked are prospered by you? Because in Romans chapter 1, some of you here might not believe this, that at times God will allow the wicked to prosper for their own destruction. Do you understand? 
It's in Romans chapter 1. That God allowed people to live in their lustful ways in order to be destroyed. And that is part of God's wrath and judgment. And here you are right now, the reason why the Lord is in a way holding back, not because He doesn't want you to enjoy whatever He wants to bless you, because God knows it will be for, for what? For your own destruction. I'm not saying that you're a wicked, but God wants to what? Hone you and prune you and grow your faith in order for you to be prepared for the things that He wants to bless you with. Ladies and gentlemen, God wants to bless you and you just don't have any idea. Let me say that once again. God wants to prosper your life. You just not, don't have any idea. God is excited. I know the feeling that you want to give somebody something, but you're trying to keep it. You know it's for him and it's for her, but you're waiting for the right opportunity. God exists for you. God exists to bless you. God wants you to be happy. But God has to lish himself because he knows it's not yet the right time. Because your relationship with God and your understanding of who he is has to grow. Ladies and gentlemen, remember this. If you're waiting for something, God is simply saying, can we work on the relationship? That when these things come, we are solid, anchored, and cannot be shaken by anything material in this world. Even David, when he was looking for an altar where he can erect, okay, and, and, and give his worship to God, his plea, okay, was for this man by the name of Arauna. And Arauna gives. He gave. May the Lord your God accept you. But the king said to Arauna, no, I will buy it from you for a price. Some of you here, once you've been in love, I mean, you don't have much, but because you're in love, you will buy whatever this beautiful lady is asking. Because that's, that's what a relationship does to you. And this is David's relationship with God. He insists on paying. I will not offer burnt offerings to the Lord my God that cost me nothing. And David built there an altar to the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. David owned the whole kingdom and, and the properties of, of Arauna, but he opted to buy it from Arauna because he wants to put a price on his love. And the reason why Christ went to the cross and paid for the penalty of sin because that's the price of his love for you. Remember this. Most especially single women. Nobody will love you the way Christ loves you. Nobody. Guy, he looks cute, but he will not die for you. I can guarantee because that is what marriage can do to you. Before you tie the knot, and if you're planning to, to find a, a wife, you have to die to yourself. That's another story for another day. But Christ, though you are running away because of the product of sin, the Christ that we serve, the Christ that we worship, went out of His way, sought after you. And if you want to reject Him, He will try His best. And if you want to reject Him, He will try His best. And if you're saying no to Christ, He will run after you. And if you're saying no to Him, He will try His best to pursue you. That's the Christ that we have, the Christ that we serve. And we give God the glory for that. <laughs> Giving is always a byproduct of our relationship with God. And the reason why He wants to pay the price because it is never a requirement. When you're asked to give, you don't ask for net or gross. You understand when my wife asked me, okay, for something, 
I don't ask her net or gross. I give what I can because the mere fact, I'm telling you right now, if you're married, I mean, looking for a gift that will surprise your wife is the most amazing adventure. I mean, and I, I'm not saying that uh, uh, after this, you know, you, you, I don't do that. Because when you give something, you don't expect anything in return because the, the, the glare in her eyes is enough. And I'm telling you right now, more than our affection to the people that we love, how much more with our love for God. And I do pray that you will be excited each and single day to give because you're just so enamored with the love of Christ for you. And when you understand that you are a child of God, the next progression of how this relationship will evolve is that you will wake up one morning that more than just your status in knowing Christ, He becomes the source. Ladies and gentlemen, this is very, very important. Because when Jesus Christ was in the Garden of Gethsemane, He was kneeling. He was asking His Father, not my will, but your... Your what? Your will be done. There was, there, there's a bit of tension right there. I'm not saying that Christ is not willing, but, but you, can, you can feel that he, he is, he is, he is living in agony. And he's saying, God, not my will, but your will be done. Therefore, there is a bit of tension right there in his, in his interface with God. But he chose to, what? to listen to the Father. He gave in, though I believe he might not understand what's happening. I mean, I believe he understands what, what's happening because he is God. But with, 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 our, with our really relationship with the Lord, that there are moments in our lives that, Lord, this is just for my own consumption. Why are you telling me to give it away? I don't know with you. I can't even explain it to you. But when your relationship with God is deep, you know when to give it and, and when to release it. I can't even explain it. But one of the things I realized that though I don't know what I don't know, but one thing I know, He knows. So we don't have to know the nitty-gritty of what needs to be done or what, what God is working on. Some of us, we only make the decision or do, or, 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 or we involve ourselves when God has properly explained His perfect plan. We want God to explain everything, then we make a move. That's not going to happen. Because I am telling you right now, as long as God has promised that He is the source, no matter what will happen in the economy, God will take care of me. I don't know the economy. I don't know, okay, what's happening in, in, in our government. I don't know a lot of things, Lord God. And I don't have time for that. But while I'm trusting you for things that I want and I need, I know you will not fail me. God wants us to simply work with all our might, trust Him with all our heart, so that we can expect and bless us with all His might, so that He can also give with all His heart. Don't fret, don't give up. Trust God that He will not fail you. In Psalm 37, verse 22, For those blessed by the Lord shall inherit the land, but those cursed by Him shall be cut off. If God who gives us the ability to prosper, 
He will also give us the ability to live and inherit the land. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to always be reminded of this. That God wants us to walk in His blessings. Thus, in my own encounter with God, thus in my own relationship with the Lord, I just can't even explain to you that this is what needs to be done and this is how you do it. If you have about 1,000 people in this room, we have different stories, but one thing I know, God will never change. And every morning as I wake up, though at times I have so many doubts, yes, I'm a pastor, I've got so many questions. It is the word that kept me alive. And that is why it is important based on our what? Our a message last week that God is what? God is really, uh, uh, really, um, God is the word. He is a person that became, uh, uh, that, that dwelt among us. And, and, and when, when I realized that it is through God's word and I can't just really run away from it. It is the word of God that sustains me to trust him that he is the source that every morning I wake up and I say, Lord, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of living water. Well, it, it took me months to memorize this, but I, I would always meditate and that, that helped me claim what God has prepared for me. And thus, I want to remind you, for those blessed by the Lord shall inherit the land. And I do pray that all of us in this room okay, will have a revelation that the day is coming where all of us, your family members, your wife, your children will inherit the land. This is, in fact, a picture of the relationship of David with the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is the source. He said, therefore, David, bless the Lord in the presence of all the assembly. And David said, Blessed are you, O Lord, the God of Israel, our Father forever and ever. This is not just another message of David uh, that he, he, he feels like that there is no other way to, to, to go about this but, but to utter randomly things like this. No, this, this account was a product of David's devotion to the Lord. And thus he was so expressive about this. And in verse uh, uh, 11, Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and, and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heavens. And in the earth is yours. For David to say this, his relationship with God must be very, very deep. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are what exalted as head above all. In verse 12, both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hand are power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. And now we thank you, our God, and praise your glorious name. The reason why David can say this, because of his relationship with God. Ladies and gentlemen, the reason why we can give, because we have an encounter with God. Our status in Christ is unshakable. Thus, we can say, Lord, at the end of the day, you are my source. Lastly, he said, but who am I and what is my people that we should be able thus to offer willingly? For all things come from you and your own have we given you. It was simply saying, the Lord, you are my source. You are my ultimate source. And I'm telling you right now, a lot of you here, you just, at times, without you knowing it, you brag about what you've done and how intelligent you are and how hardworking you are and how you've done a lot of things in order to prosper yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, it is God who has given you that strength. So honor God with your strength. If you're intelligent, it was God who gave you that intelligence. Don't brag about it. Everything that we are and all that we have 
is from God. And because of that, we can stay secure. Remember, we can stay secure. The word secure is synonymous with the word steadfast. When you say the word steadfast, it came from the Hebrew word hidraios, which means steady and fastened. When you say a person is secure and steadfast, okay, the exact translation of that is that somebody who is seated, well seated. And that is the kind of life that we have in Christ. There are times where we do worry about what the future holds for us. When you're waiting, all of us as we end, listen to this. When you're waiting, most of the time we ask so many questions. So many questions. And the answer, I'm telling you, the answers are so few. When you ask so many questions, that is what the, the devil wants you to ask. Questions after questions. Lord, what's next? When is it going to happen? Who is the right person? When is, are you going to provide uh, what I want? When is the next car? When is the, you have, that's, that's, that's not what God wants you to do. When you're waiting for something, it's not about the what, it's always the who. God wants you to wait so that you can build a relationship with Him. So while waiting, enjoy that relationship with God. And the more you enjoy, little did you know that God is brewing something. And thus, when we are steadfast in the love of God, how many of you here can relate to that song? The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. You understand that? His mercies never come to an end. They are new. Say the word new. They are new every morning. When you wake up, the promise of God are new. Tomorrow morning, new again. You sleep tonight, there's a reset. So you can claim and say, Lord, I know you will be generous to me so I can be generous to people. And if I don't feel like at times that I have much, I will still be generous because new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. You can say that God is faithful. Because the Bible says, The steps of a man are established by the Lord, and when he delights in his way, though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. Remember this. The Lord upholds you. And no matter what will happen, your steps are established by God. The Lord will guide you. So a righteous man like you, because of what Jesus Christ did at the cross, we fumble, we fall once in a while, but God will protect you. I'm telling you right now, you have a God by your side. Nothing will go wrong. Amen. You have God by your side. Thus, when you grow in generosity, when you give, you're not just what? You're not just liberating yourself from selfishness. Did you know that one of the reasons why I want to be generous because I am selfish? Can I confess this? How many selfish people in this room? All of us, right? And it has to be arrested by the generosity of God. But there's one thing that really shook my world. David said, Verse 25 to 26, I have been young, now I'm old. Yet I have not seen. Righteous people, you will not be forsaken. You will not beg for bread. He is ever lending generously, and his children become a blessing. We give for Christ gave. And thus, we can be generous. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. Ladies and gentlemen, starting tonight, as we leave this place, you will abound in good work. Look at the person on your right, tell the person, you will do good things. Not because you're good, but because God has been so good. Can we just bow our heads? I'm going to call the music team to join me here in front. Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful moment. That indeed, Lord God, your steadfast love 
never ceases. They are new every morning. Today, we trust in your unfailing love. And Lord, the reason why we can give, because of how generous you are. And I pray this evening that as we close our week and start another week, tomorrow morning, I want each and every person in this room to have an experience that love and your generosity is new every morning. So if you're here right now, you're saying, God, I want to witness tomorrow morning that your love is new every morning. Raise your hand right now if you're saying, Lord, I want to encounter you. I want to collide with your generosity. All of us across the room, raise your hands. Lord, thank you for the hands that are lifted high. That you will not give up. And you will never give up on us. Thank you that indeed you have been generous. Thank you, Lord, that we can walk in generosity for you have been generous to us. I want you right now, just probably three or four things that you can remember. And I want you to thank God for, Lord, salamat sa mga bagay na ito. Salamat sa trabaho. Kung wala kang trabaho, pasalamatan mo yung Panginoon, Lord, salamat. Bibigyan mo yun po ako ng trabaho. Magpapasalamat sa pamilya, sa mga anak, sa ating kabuhayan. There are a lot of things we can celebrate. For God has been generous to us. Thank you, Lord. You can put down your hands right now. Put, in, put it down. As we continue to bow our heads and close our eyes, Lord, thank you that you have caused us to realize that indeed you've been so good to us. So as we bow our heads and close our eyes right now, if you're here and you're saying, I don't have any idea that God is so good to me. In fact, if this is your first time to be with us, and you don't have any idea that it was God who brought you here, and because of God's goodness that you're here, and it's not an accident why you're here, I want you right now to consider accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So if you want to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to pray this prayer after me. Say this after me. If this is your first time, or probably you've been coming in and out, and you want to have a relationship with God, say this after me. Say this after me, Heavenly Father, Say this after me. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus on the cross. And today, I repent from all known sins and I want to follow him for the rest of my life. Thank you for the gift of salvation. I now accept Christ as my Lord and Savior. Thank you that I can start all over again. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Can we give the Lord a hand? We hope you were inspired by that message. Listen to more podcasts from our website at www.victoryalabang.org and in Victory Alabang app. Thank you and stay connected.